this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to the award-winning Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. And now your host, health and safety specialist, mentor and speaker, Colin Nottage. Hi there, it's Colin here and welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. Today I want to do a um I want to do a little episode on traffic management. I've spoken about this before. And to tell you the truth, I am going to speak about this again. There are so many uh, incidents and so many events that happen with people coming into contact with vehicles and one vehicle coming into contact with another vehicle. There's just something that I just want to keep on pushing. And I, I suppose what I want to do today is just give you some things to think about when you're doing a traffic management risk assessment. Now, what often happens when people do traffic management risk assessments is they just go out and look at the roads. They look at the the, the in you know the areas where where vehicles move on site, and there's obviously some value in doing that. But there's there's so much more to it. And I'd like to go through the four steps, the four areas that I think you need to look at. And um, you know, it, it's it's very much based around uh, around risk assessment, but the the people, the equipment, the task, and the environment. I want you to think about Pete. Okay, the people, the equipment, the task, and the environment. If you think about the people, then what we want to do is we want to make sure that the people are trained and competent to operate the vehicles that they've been asked to operate. Now, that's uh, that's relatively easy for the people that work for you, but 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 less so for, for vehicles that are coming onto and vehicles that are visiting your site. Um, you know, now you might not be able to sort everything out, but but manage what you can manage, control what you're going to look after. So make sure that your people have got the right training and competence. You know, competence is a is a really uh, a really interesting uh, topic, and and we could do a whole podcast on this, and we probably will. Um, <clears throat> but we've all, uh, you know, a lot of people have got driving licenses. Do they always drive competently? No, they don't. You know, and people, uh, you know, people get up for drink driving. People get up for speeding. You know, there's uh, there's there's lots and lots of different ways that you can demonstrate incompetence um, when driving. So, you know, so it's about it's about spending time with people. It's about out there looking at the way that they're working, the way that they're performing. You know, so that you can uh, you can judge that that competence. And uh, you know, and if people are can, I suppose if, if if people are continually speeding, if people are continually, you know, breaking the rules, then then you've got to talk to them. You've got to get out there. You know, it's a uh, you know, it's it's you as a manager have got responsibility, and uh, you know you've got to step in, and you, and you can't just turn around after the event hall oh, and say we told him. You know, you've got to do something about it, and uh, you know, and you know, and really get to the bottom and the understanding of why. You know, why is that person speeding? It might be that there's just too much pressure that's being put on the business from a productivity point of view, and so they're having to rush around, and you know, surprise, surprise, that, uh, that then something happens. So again, you've got to look inwards as well as outwards. Um, you know, you may have people that are not English speaking and, uh, you know, trying to get over your, your site rules, you know, the basics, the basic information that you want to tell people, you know, you may have to translate it or, um, you know, or get it to, into a format that is, you know, so easy to be understood visibility wise or video, whatever it may be, you know, but again, you know, spend some time engaging with the, the people that are not always easy to engage with, you know, and health and safety ain't easy. You know, nobody said, nobody's ever said health and safety is easy. You know, some people try and make it out, but, you know, and the better you get, the harder you got to work at it. You know, so um, you know, so spend time out there. Um, make sure that the people that are coming into the work areas, you know, they're 
properly inducted and induction. Oh my God, you know, I, I am going to do a piece in the next couple of weeks on induction because uh, I have seen some absolutely shocking inductions in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks out in the workplace. Um, but we'll we'll cover that one in the next couple of weeks. But um, you know, have something short, sharp to the point, and uh, you know, and it will probably cover the wearing of a uh, high vis clothing. And uh, you know, so so. If you expect people to wear high-vis clothing, then you've either got to provide it to them or make sure that they've got it available. Now, whenever I see people all wrapped up in high-vis clothing, I do actually think well, maybe we haven't quite done enough from the uh, from the, the segregation perspective. You know, have we have we done enough to actually get people and vehicles um, um, split apart? It's not easy to do it. I'm not saying don't wear high-vis. What I'm saying is if you go straight for high-vis clothing, there might have been other stuff that you could have done that would have been better in the long term. Um, for people as well, you know, restrict the use of mobile phones. Um, you know, you might want to have some safe havens. You might want to have areas where, where you say to people, look, you know, if you're going to use the phones, then go over there to use them. You know, go into this area that's, uh, that's designated, this area that's, uh, that's safe. The problem is these mobile phones are just more and more... I don't know, they're just mainstream, aren't they? You know, I mean, everybody's got one, people are using them. You know, so rather than just banning them, you know, which, which you know, may be appropriate for the work environment that you're in, but sometimes it's just working around it, you know. And mobile phones have got loads and loads of benefits, you know, especially for people that are working alone. You know, there's some great apps and stuff like that. You know, so, you know, you don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face. What you want to do is you want to have the right controls for the right environment. So that's people, okay, and there'd be other stuff, but but for the main thing there, um, now the equipment. Now, you have got loads of equipment uh, on site, potentially. How well is it inspected? How good is the inspection regime? Um, you know, I went, onto, I went onto a site yesterday, there was a little bobcat, and I just had a chat with the, uh, with the guy uh, on the, on the uh, pizza kit. I just said, oh, you've done your pre-start inspection this morning? He said, yep. Yeah. I said, can you demonstrate that? And he looked at me and he said, no. He says, but I've done it. I definitely did it. So that is the most important thing for me. Okay, you know, getting the inspection completed. Now, if you can tie that in with them in some way simply recording, you know, the thing is when you get tick boxes and people are just ticking, you know, page after page after page, people just switch off from that. You know, so again, make it engaging, make it interesting. You know, there's, again, if we use going back to mobile phones, some great little apps you can get where you can scan barcodes um, which demonstrates that you've been out to the bit of kit and had a look at it now you know it's you know you've got to trust people you know you need to trust people to do a good inspection but if you can be talking to them you know as part of your induction about the importance of the inspection you know and how you know how you're not just doing it for yourself but you're doing it for the for the people that are working around you as well and you know hopefully they're gonna they're gonna start to to engage and start to you know to understand and come on board um, you want to make sure that the, the equipment is fitted with the correct, you know, um, safety features, you know, so, you know, seat belts, you know, horn, reversing cameras, alarms, you know, wipers on windows, things like that. Not just they fit, but they work in, they're effective. And um, if you've got... Uh, if you've got the assurance that uh, that the stuff on there is, is is working again, what it does is it's just giving a, an extra level of, uh, of of confidence, I suppose, that uh, that the controls are gonna are gonna help. If if something you know, if people come close to where vehicles are operating, and uh, the mirrors are properly adjusted and clean, there's a much much better chance that the the driver in the cab is actually going to see the person. Now you know, going back to to people, you know, we need to make sure. 
you know, one of the rules you have if there's if there's excavators working, if there's mobile plant working, that you don't approach the piece of kit unless you've been instructed to by the driver. You know, he's he's requested you to come into that environment. Really, really important that. You know, so make sure that that's one of your one of your controls in your uh, in your system. Um, you know, if people do carry out data checks and things are being identified that there's issues, there's problems, how robust are you as a management team about getting those things sorted out? You know, do the do the sheets come in if they do daily sheets? Do the you know, or do you check your your emails if it's an email system, and get stuff resolved, get it uh, get it sorted out. Now, the task that you're going to do is going to be one of the big factors. The task and the environment are the two probably biggest factors. And, um, you know, if you've got lots of reversing that's going on, then the risk is increasing. So, again, you need to look at your control measures you have if people are reversing um, as part of the uh, part of the activity that they're doing. It may be that you need to have banksmen in place. If you're going to use banksmen, the banksmen need to be trained and competent so they know what it is that they need to do. Now, I think the jury's out a little bit on, on banksmen in some respects, you know, because you're putting somebody potentially into the path of the reversing vehicle you know so there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of thought out there that in actual fact you know it's not the best step it's not the most uh, most positive way forward but for me if it's done uh you know if it's done correctly if the people are, are, are understand what it is that's expected of them from both the person that's giving the information the, the banksman and the person that's receiving the information then it can be absolutely absolutely fine Make sure you've got the right sort of speed limits in place, and um, you know, and make sure if you've got if you've got activities that involve people, you know, sort of getting out of their uh, out of their vehicle, just say, you know, checking around their vehicle or sheeting up or whatever it may be, that it can be done in a safe area. So, so again, you know, keeping them away from the mainstream route where the traffic's going. So we're then coming down to the environment, and for me, this is probably the biggest bit, and. Um, because I suppose it's the it's the thing you can see, and this is a little bit where you know you know safety you know is the is the is the overrider from health and safety perspective, but you know the safety aspect of it, you know, make sure that the uh, you know vehicles and pedestrians are kept apart, you know, if you can, you know, if you if you are going to have that interaction and keep it really short, you know, make, try and get people crossing at, at in straight lines. You know, and, you know, they're not weaving their way through the site, but they're going from one point to another point. If you can get little refuges, little areas, you know, roundabouts are great. You know, so if you've got a, if you've got a busy area, busy road, put a small little roundabout in the middle of it. And it allows people to get halfway across that area into a, into a safe zone before they need to uh, they need to go uh, on a bit further. If you can put one way systems into place. Um, the thing with one way systems is you often find that the vehicles that are based on the sites of forklift trucks and loaded shovels things like that they go against the one-way system because it makes sense from a production and perspective and from, a, from a, the way that the business operates so can you be aware of that you know one-way systems aren't always one way and uh, you know what you're doing is you're trying to get the the vehicles that are delivering or, or removing materials from the site to go to go in a certain way um but um you know the site vehicles may go against that Again, it's just making people aware of it and being comfortable that it's safe to do that. Um, try and make roads wide enough so that vehicles can pass if it's if it's going to be two way. And you know, signage. You know, signage for me is 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 important, but it can also get really really heavy. You know, far too many too much information can be put up. So again, keep it simple, keep it straightforward, and um, uh, you know, just you know, put the information up there that you really want to get over to the people. Um, you know, don't over don't overcomplicate it. 
you know, and don't put lots of different uh, different signs up. You know, if, if traffic management is the important bit, then make the signage traffic management. Um, mirrors as well can be can really help with uh, with visibility, especially uh, you know on corners, blind bend, stuff like that. So again, where those sort of things are are, are in place, then they've got to be kept clean. They've got to be kept uh, properly adjusted. Um, you can get convex mirrors, which again allows you to see round corners a little bit, and that's good for the driver of the vehicle that's coming down the road because you can see if somebody's standing on the side, as well as somebody on the road that's going to be uh, you know that's going to be going out into the uh, into the, into the path of the vehicle. Um, you know, and I suppose health, you know, we, you know, health, and this goes back to people as well, you know, some jobs, some roles require health checks. You know, if you've got people that are doing, you know, really, really significant t- tasks with vehicles, then, um, you know, having a good process in place for health screening is really important, especially if it's night work and stuff like that. So, you know, so when you put all of these things into the mix, hopefully that's given you a few things to think about from a traffic management perspective. Um, you know, and if you require any help, then, uh, then please get in touch. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilised in the real world as the only solution available, as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Colin Nottage.